What happened that night at the Abaddon Hotel? You have heard the rumors about there are no rumors about this place. No rumors. We talked about this. It's supposed to be haunted. We have no business being here. It's episode five of Watching Horror. I'm Jared, and across the table from me is my wife, Christina, who needs a snuggie and does not <laughs> and will not admit it. She's like, ah, what? <laughs> I do not need a snuggie. You do need a snuggie. I don't need a snuggie. What would you call if you like to walk around with a wrap? What, what, do you, what is it called? What are you wearing now? A shawl. A shawl? <laughs> if you're wearing a, a shawl. shawl. <laughs> the office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin says it's a shawl. So a shawl. you walk around the house in a shawl because you're cold. It's like a blanket I can wear. It's a blanket you can wear. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the problem with wearing the shawl in the house? Oh, it keeps like, like snagging on stuff. It keeps snagging on stuff. And you keep having to adjust it and you kind of do this big wispy like wearing a cape kind of thing. You kind of make a movement like your hips swivel and you whoosh like a superhero. Goddamn so, right I am. At least you can wear like a Snuggie. I'm not wearing a fucking Snuggie. <laughs> you will wear a Snuggie. Put me in a Snuggie and set the fucking thing on fire is what you can do. We can get you a Snuggie that has like flames on it. No. No, I put the Snuggie on, I go in the flames. That's how it goes. I don't think so. You could, you could be like Harry, you could pretend you're Harry Potter. <laughs> no. I'm sure you can get one with a hood. I'm sure they have ones with hoods. That could be cool. Who are you? I'm just what saying. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, you walk around with a shawl and it gets stuck and everything. And before you went to go sit down and we have Christmas lights in the house still. Whatever. <laughs> fuck you. It's January. It's the beginning. And... It got stuck. It got stuck on the Christmas lights, and you had to sit there for fifteen seconds because it got stuck on your back, and you were trying to. This bothered you? No, I thought it was. I didn't think it was fun. I I thought it was funny. (laughs) So, (laughs) and you were struggling because you couldn't reach back there to get it out. What was funny was when I was walking forward and I got yanked back. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was the funny part. But then, yeah, I mean, I could have easily just kind of like rolled my way out of it and fixed it. But I didn't. No. I just did it with one hand behind my back. Well. And then I just fucking shook it and it came off. (laughs) I still think you need a Snuggie. I wouldn't tell anybody. You're telling everyone. (laughs) I'm telling people you don't have one. There's a difference. You don't don't have have a Snuggie. I have a shawl. You have a shawl. And many blankets. Lots of blankets. And I wear them all the time. And my misfit sweatshirts. <laughs> They're very comfortable. Your new one is comfortable. I like the new one. Yeah. I haven't broken it in yet, though. It's still fuzzy. That's why. Yeah. It's nice. We'll get there. <laughs> so, it's episode five, and we're talking about Snuggies. Mm. And misfit sweatshirts. And misfit sweatshirts. I think that's a good... It's a good way to start a show. That's a good way to start a show. Yeah. I think that encapsulates the show pretty well <laughs> up until this point. It's like, it's a horror movie podcast, but there's an inordinate amount of time talking about bullshit like Snuggies and Misfit Sweatshirts that have nothing to do with anything. I like it. Yeah. So what did we watch this week? We watched Hell House, LLC, mm-hmm. and of course we're talking about the insurgents on the Capitol building, <laughs> Hell House, LLC. Correct. Yeah. 
No, oh no, a different one. No, no, a different one. This one came out um, like in 2014 or something. Mm -hmm. Different movie. Oddly enough, found footage movie. So it's kind of the same thing, but not really. You know, the same thing, but not really. Yeah, it's an entirely different kind of flying. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> I don't know why the the way that you said that reminded me of airplane. The line in airplane that always gets me is that I have a drinking problem, <laughs> and every time I wind up dribbling oh, something yeah. I'm drinking that goes down my <laughs> stupidly long beard, it I can say I have a drinking problem. <laughs> we say it to our kids too whenever yeah. they uh, spill juice on their shirts. I think it's funny. What do you got a drinking problem? So as we mentioned before, we did dive into Hell House LLC. Um, I haven't seen it before. Me neither. Chris hasn't seen it before. If you're new to the podcast, spoilers. And I think last week we debated on what constitutes a spoiler. And I think this movie is like five years old, six years old. I don't remember what I said last time about how long you get. But if I was... If I think I said you said like year, five minutes. No, I didn't say five minutes. But if I gave you a year, that was generous. I don't think you gave me a time. I don't remember. I think I did. Six months? I said something. I got to listen to it again. <laughs> I, argued I guess for I don't a... really have uh, standards if I, I don't remember not. them. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah. What am I arguing for? You're not going to remember anyway. I just open my mouth and shit comes out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I feel I like did at the argue, moment. <laughs> but I did argue the idea that spoilers can still be... The spoiler warning could still be applied for a movie that was four years old, uh, 40 years old. Oh, you know, I remember that argument. Yeah. I just don't remember the period of time that I gave people. Oh, to you said forty years. A you spoiler, a bit, excuse me, to consider it a spoiler. Still, you gave me forty years. You agreed. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. <laughs> in a nutshell, um, the movie is set up in a found footage slash documentary kind of style, and it tells the story of this small company called Hell House. I think it's like five people that are in it mm -hmm. and uh, the tragedy that killed 15 people during a haunted house tour mm -hmm. the group sees the this crazy shit in this uh found footage style people die and shaky fun camera ensues shaky fun what camera oh sure yeah, yeah right it's always a that found footage stuff i i like the found footage style i know a lot of people don't like it and i know it's kind of been done to death and reinvented and then done to death again and maybe it's a resurgence i like it I, I think it's an interesting way to tell a story but i don't like the constant trope of when there's something that you want to see the camera goes shaky blurry and yeah. then it gets that weird kind of i don't know like still footage you know kind of thing like yeah. that kind of freezes on a weird grainy image yeah you know i prefer to see the thing <clears throat> which is kind of goes against the found footage thing. If you see something crazy and fucked up and you're scared, maybe holding the phone or camera, whatever it is up that you're doing, thing, up into the it? thing isn't taking, you can yeah. soak in the scary details. It's sort of countering what yeah. they're trying to do. But whatever. I like it. What yeah. do you think? I like it. Um, I remember, I think the most, what sticks out in my mind the most is Cloverfield. Yeah. That's the same kind of uh, situation. It's also found footage. And it's that shaky, you know, but... Uh, amateur camera person you know just yeah. a person with a camera it's not like a professional what's interesting so the cinematography is kind of not the cinematography is supposed to to look like a person you can call that cinematography i mean it's cinematography it's it you know cinematography requires a certain amount of spatial awareness there is a really uh i consider cinematography to be like a, a true craft because the ability to execute like 
you know, it, it always starts with the editing. And then as the images are being filmed, the cinematography, how the camera turns, the zoom, the, the speed, you know, deep focus is a really interesting um, technique. Thank you. I was going to say, uh, I was looking for that one. I got you. I was about to say aesthetic. Not no, right. no, 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 no. Not correct. No. Technique. But in the case of, you know, these kinds of found footage movies, I, I don't really think that there is little, if any, thought to how to show, like, you know, the correct way to position the camera. It's, it's really just, it, it seems to me like it's like, you know, be be a person with a camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's imperfect. As, exactly. a, as a movie, it's imperfect. You're yeah. not going to see what you want to see. And maybe that's part of the draw to it or that's the thing. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not always getting it. People like the documentary style stuff. I like it. I'm one of them. I like it. But I like there, it too. There's frustrating parts to it. One of them is that I always try to listen in and it always kind of makes me chuckle is how they justify continuing rolling the camera during these horrific events or these big tragedies or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to continue? What is your, where, where's, the, where's the reasoning? I am so sorry oh, about that. What are that? you doing with your phone? No, it's almost slipped off the table. I apologize. Again with the phone. Last week it rang. This week it almost fell. <laughs> Start taking bets, everybody, on what it's going to be next week. <laughs> so, as I was saying before, I'm it was really set an alarm on purpose. I bet you, yeah. Okay. Well, now you just <laughs> gave him away. Um, I always like to hear the explanation as to why they're continuing to film yeah with the what we need to document this yeah. or whatever stupid excuse they give I, I always, always think it's funny i always like the um you know they're they're so traumatized by what's happening this is the only lens that they can look through you oh, know what God, I mean? yes. like yeah paralyzed by what's happening around them they're forced to look through the camera to because that's you know that's how it kind of it disconnects them, I guess. I yeah. guess that's the psychology behind it. Yeah, there's it. a there's a there's a barrier being, between reality and them. If they're behind the right. camera, yeah. I always <laughs> like the well. It's a film student. I can't help it. I they're really like an artsy fartsy film student. Can't help this this innate urge to have to document and film. <laughs> I think uh, was that All one of those um, Diary of the Dead? I think that was one of the uh, oh, yeah. ones who pulled that yeah. one off. Yeah, where it was a film student who uh, felt the need to film every stupid thing because he was a film student which uh no i think i think oh you might be right i think it was diary they were of the film dead. students and they yeah. were i remember at least making, one of them no was, no, no. Yeah. it was definitely diary of the dead yeah and they were definitely film students yeah. they were making a horror film in the woods yeah i can't wait to go back to that by the way why that movie i haven't seen it in a long time the of the dead's movies yeah 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 <laughs> well we did the one we did one so far we did dawn of the dead episode three yeah, how many um, of the dead movies are there? There's are, a bunch. Yeah, there's a lot. Remakes and stuff that we haven't... This, there's movies that we haven't seen, actually, that are, came out afterwards. Mm. But it'll be fun to continue to dive into those. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, go ahead. What was I saying? I don't know. Um, <laughs> talking about the 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 found, about the found um, film student sort of using the... Um, having that... Oh, yeah. I, I figured that that kind of psychology worked on that guy, too. I thought that's what... I think you're right. You know. Yeah. So this is a weird movie. Yeah, this is a weird movie. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Even, yeah, huh? Like, eh, it okay. had its moments, that's for sure, you know, but on the whole, I was just, eh. I think this one suffered the same thing that a lot of, not all, but a lot of these found footage movies do is it starts off so slow, you know, it starts off slow, but it's not even enough to build the characters because who, like found footage movies tend to not have a whole lot of character development. You're seeing... It's not set up in that way. Right. And I think if it would be to set up in that traditional, you know, um, point of view, 
it would seem unnatural watching a movie in sort of a found footage style. It wouldn't make sense. That's what I'm saying, right? The found footage thing is footage of the event. Right. So you can't dive back into people's lives, except, again, the example of Cloverfield, um, where there were those pieces of footage. It was like spliced into the, were, into the movie. That had been ta- yeah, taped The over. before and after. Nothing during. Yeah. But it was like the before it's and the after. the couple in Coney on the Wonder Wheel. Yeah, and you got to see, the, see the, the, the thing, thing falling fall the water. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like that's but that's the only character development you can really kind of they pulled that off really well. I have to say, I really, I mean, I know we're talking about a completely different movie, but for some reason, I keep going back to Cloverfield. I kind of like that movie a lot. Actually. I like Cloverfield. <laughs> Cloverfield is a great movie. That's we fun. should um we should do that one. We could do. It. I think that'll. You know, we get away. We do it. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. But <laughs> shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do Cloverfield. Not not this week. <laughs> not this week. But we'll do it one day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cl- Cloverfield is an example of it done right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so. um, with this movie though, it's weird. It's this weird amalgamation of like fake documentary and found footage. Mm. You know, it starts off with sort of interviews with people yeah. who are talking about an incident that no one wants to talk about. Apparently, there was this um, hotel. It, it takes place in upstate New York. Actually, filmed in Pennsylvania. Oddly enough. Hmm. Filmed in upstate New York. Apparently, something had happened on a haunted house tour in an abandoned hotel. Apparently, 15 people had died. No one really wants to talk about it. And no one really quite knows any details. You know? So, it starts off with this documentary crew is asking people these questions on camera. A lot like Blair Witch Project, actually. Yeah. Where people know about some things and it's really... No one wants to talk about it. Some people, you know, whatever. And one of the people who they interview was a photographer who had gotten into the house, taken a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. and refused to talk about it, what he had seen right. and how horrific it was and whatnot. It's after that. So you, they give you a little bit of information, but not a ton. And not honestly, not enough for me to be like, oh, I really wonder what it is. I can hazard a guess at this point. What What is? I'm sorry. I'm about, you know, they're talking about a lot of people had died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About there was some accident, yeah, and a lot of people had died, but no one really wants to. No one really has any more information than that, you know. And they talked to this photographer who had apparently the, this accident happened in the basement. Photographer broken into the house after the hotel, rather gone into the basement, taken some pictures, and sort of refused to talk about what he had seen and what he had felt mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's then watching it as a viewer, I was like, all right, I get it. It didn't add anything. I just found it to be kind of annoying. It was a huge letdown when you hear all these people, uh, like, I don't want to, I'm not telling you what happened in there. Like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You think that something really fucking crazy, horrific happened out Right. There, but, like, when you see the movie, it's kind of disappointing. Um, I was expecting more. Me too. And I, um, you know, there's, I can't tell whether it's a supernatural event or if, there's like some clan of Satan worshippers and cloaks down in the basement because what happens is they they explain the history of the what it's called the Abaddon Hotel. Yeah. So they talk a little bit about the history of the hotel in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they talk about a person and I I don't remember his name, but he had bought the Abaddon Hotel. He had bought the property. 
and turned it into a hotel, named it the Abaddon Hotel. Um, Abaddon being the property is a reference to the archangel of the abyss or the place of destruction in the Bible and in uh, the Hebrew. I'm guessing that's the Torah. They don't specifically say. They're not heavy on the details. No. Yeah. This is in the Hebrew Bible. I'm pretty sure the Torah is I think that's the, the Torah. Bible. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, Religious talk with Jared and Christina. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking know any of this stuff. So, apparently, he had uh, purchased the property, turned it into a hotel, and it didn't last very long. Um, there was talk of Satan worshiping. And right, in the yeah, movie, yeah. when they're down in the basement, you see all of these um, carvings and uh, um, paint paintings on the wall of um, pentagrams and, and upside down crosses yeah, and stuff yeah. like that so it's pretty obvious that there was something of some kind of satanic uh, worship happening in the basement yeah and um, or bored teenagers who broke in that's also possible but the lore according to mm. one of the one of the girls in the in the uh, movie is that he uh, for circumstances no one quite understood he had hung himself in the dining area of the right hotel. yes 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 and um interestingly enough the first time we even see anything remotely interesting honestly is when one of the production crew um paul paul yeah. he has a tendency to um several times in the movie he's laying in bed with the camera pointed at him yeah and he's talking into the camera and very documentary and stuff, you know. And I, I, I watched that and I said to myself, I wonder why he's talking to himself in the camera. Well, they, 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 they talked about that. Text? Well, they talked about it. So er, before that happened. Oh, so what's their uh, excuse? Well, their excuse was they were doc they wanted to document, if I remember correctly, and I might not be, but if I remember correctly, they were filming. Uh, they were filming how they kind of put it all together. Mm. You know this this company. Oh, Hell House. Alex wanted right. Okay. You know he wanted he to wanted document to how they so, kind of find their the sites because they go every year, almost every year at Halloween they find a new place to set up their haunted house. They build it and run it and the whole kind of thing. They wanted to document how it gets done. Uh, there were a few complaints about that along the way. About this was stupid. They shouldn't have been doing this. Whatever. Paul was the one who was um, into it. Yes. He was doing a lot of and doing a lot of the filming, documenting. Yes. So I mean, I, I think it might be worth it to go through a couple of the key characters in the yeah. movie. First and foremost, there is a character named Alex. He seems to be the director and owner of the company. The CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's directing everyone and what to do. He found, you know, he found the place, brought everyone out there to set up. Right. He has the direction, what he wants the rooms to look like. You know what what everything, you know, what he needs for everything to, to work properly. He's joined by his girlfriend, Sarah. And we see Sarah in the beginning of the movie, in the very beginning of the movie. She's the person who's being interviewed by the documentary, um, right. the documentarians. Yes. Or whatever. I'm, She's I'm the one who hands them the tapes. Failing to, she hands them a bag of tapes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, she hands them a bag of tapes, says that she's never seen what's on the tapes. Which is weird. Before before you go any further, yeah, it's weird that she had like it's like a pillowcase worth of tapes. Yeah, and this was supposed to have taken place a few years prior to 2016. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't these just be like on SD cards? Does it <laughs> like what is she hand, a bag of what like mini I, DVs? I wonder. 
wonder if they're, I thought they were like cell phones or, you know, they, the guy, Paul, uh, who was doing a lot of that filming was using a handheld, like a camcorder type. I, yeah, I guess like a, a better guess product, a, a better quality. But, um, I don't know. Looks to me really pretty digital. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. Know. Just, yeah. I don't know what was in there. All right, I, um, grant, granted, I'm looking for logic in a movie that you're going to have to suspend a lot of it. So maybe I should just. <laughs> Shut up with my fucking bag of <clears throat> tapes and SD cards. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Then we have a guy named Paul who looks like Polly Shore, oddly enough. <laughs> um, yeah, you did say that. I thought yeah. that was a little weird. And he he works with Alex in setting everything up. He's he's doing most of the filming. He uh, he's seen several times in the movie laying in bed. You know when the and but that's what I meant. Like. It, Yes, he was supposed to be documenting the events of setting it up and putting it all together. But he also like like laying in bed and talking to the camera. I don't know if that's like part of the documenting part. You know what I'm I saying? I don't think it's one so. one thing to like walk around and like, you know, be taking video interview, you know, talking to people. Hey, look, we're building this thing. What's up, asshole? How you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, he lays he lays in bed and talks to the camera a lot, which is what I was talking about before. Maybe he's just doing his vlog. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. very strange. But he points the camera at him um, several times and, you know, he's talking into the camera. And then the first time, like, anything remotely exciting happens is... Like, it, it feels like it's almost halfway through the movie already, and he's laying in the bed, and there's, like, a red light behind him, and you just kind of see a shadowy kind of figure. With go, long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Go, you know, kind of go into the room, turn around. And stand there. And walk away. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns around, he's like, what? You know, like, he, I guess he thought it was just one of them, one of the friends or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And then they just walked out. Okay. So that's, like, the first time you see it. And then several other part times throughout the movie it's just it's like people in black cloaks it's some kind of like there are definitely times when you see other things as well we'll get into those in a minute but i noticed more like figures in black cloaks they look and like that's the, what it the is in the shadows from, like uh lord of the rings you yes know what I mean? yes yes yeah right yeah so that was my thing like i couldn't tell whether there was something whether it was supernatural or whether there was like some cult of Satan worshippers occupying the house. You know what I mean? I Just think both. fucking with these people. And <laughs> I think looking back, it's both. <laughs> it's Maybe. a it's a haunted Satan worshipping house. <laughs> Occupied by Sarah who lives Occupied in Tucson. Occupied by Sarah who lives in Tucson. Right. Well, that's later. But I think this is one we're going to kind of jump around with. But I think when later, when sort of when this incident happens later on, somebody's yet the people are yelling in the basement someone and it gets cut off like someone's yelling says that they're coming out of the and then and then you hear the last part of the word walls so hearing they're coming out of the walls or they're dragging people into the walls one of the something to that effect and it's cut off in the middle hmm. but if you think about if you watch the movie and you kind of see it makes sense because these ghosts or whatever you want to call them kind of are always near walls number one and like in corners here and there, you know, as camera sort of sorts of pans around how you see it as a viewer, you can see it. But as the person behind the camera doesn't, it's fucking weird. And they hate seeing that in these movies. It's like, how are we? We see it. How do you not see this? <laughs> anyway, like so something they're either dragging. They're coming out of the walls. They're dragging people into the walls. I think um, I think they're dragging people into the walls. And the reason I think that is because Paul disappears during the movie right yeah yeah and yeah so he's so it seems like the, the whatever the 
spirit, the ghost, whatever the fuck is in there, um, are picking on him and Sarah. Because he looks um, like Pauly Shore. <laughs> so they seem to be picking on him. You know, these uh, figures uh, kind of taunt him. There are issues with the, with that mannequin. So they have a mannequin. Oh, with the uh, weird the clown, clown. mat. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's yeah. a clown mannequin that they have, and they have him downstairs. And one of the things that is a is a, a uh, spoken about throughout the movie um, is about what you know what they want to do in the basement. That's their like. Um, That's the big grand finale for this. Yeah. So they've got a, house. They have it right. So they were gonna have a girl chained up to the ceiling. Right. And then have um, like you know kind of like these clowns on the floor and stuff like that, and she'd be screaming like, "Help me! Help me!" You know. And they were gonna have. Um, so there were three clown uh, mannequins that they had sitting on the floor. Right. And there was one in particular that, you know, they were like, oh, this one's like too good to like just put here in the dark. Like they wanted to move him to another right. spot. And like, it is a creepy clown. It's, it's like a, a really pale, creepy. a bald rubber mask with kind of on the mask, kind of a runny black makeup kind yeah. of around the eyes. Like the sad clown. Like a sad clown, but without mm. all the bright colors. It was really like a very a monochromatic. Kind of a color. Kind of color, yeah. Cream and like navy blue. And the know? facial expression was creepy. Yeah. I mean, it was a really good It was a cool mask. mask it yeah. was a really cool mask, and it was creepy. Yeah. You know, for sure. It was definitely creepy. Yeah, and yeah. Um, whatever occupied the house seemed to kind of mess with him with that thing. Yeah. They'd, uh, you know, the heads would turn when they're not, like, supposed to. They're not really turnable. You right. know what I mean? They're just kind of the head. The, the mask head thing is just kind of attached to the body. It doesn't have a pivotal point. So right. there are times in the movie where, like, the heads turn. Right. Why are the heads turn? They turn. You know or just mean? shows up out. in a room. So that, and that yeah. was another thing. So, um, you know, he would hear noises. One time he ran down to the basement and the thing was down there and then it disappeared. Right. And they like all freaked out. And then another time the thing was all the way up the stairs. Yeah. This mannequin kind of pops up. It's the main antagonizer. antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yeah. you think about it, like it's, it's just that's a real the thing pain in the crying. ass for Paul. Right. Yeah. And, and, but my point is, um, cause I, you know, I'm like jumping around, but, um, he, he seems to be picked on, uh, by these guys the most. And then there's one part of the movie where he's in his room and he sees, you know, he's talking to the camera again and behind him is like, uh, like a ha- what looks like a half dead girl, just like kind of leaning up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he gets scared. He sees her, he freaks out and he goes under the covers. Right. He hides right? under the he covers, under which the, is under a sheet. So funny to me. I, I, I would be more terrified under the covers than. You can't see her coming. Exactly. How do you just go under the covers and you stay there? Yeah. Are you crazy? I know. Although I got to tell you I, something. I couldn't do that. I, on, from a logic standpoint, it's fucking stupid. But on the other end, as a viewer of a movie, I thought it was kind of cool because he does go under those covers and he's muttering to himself. He's kind of breathing heavy. And, and he kind of, every time he kind of pokes his eye or camera out from under the covers, this girl is getting closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer. You yeah. don't see her actually moving. You no, just see you every do, time, actually. Well, every time you, every time he lifts the, the blanket up, the girl is like closer. Yeah. So she's not like, you don't see her walking toward every time right. he lifts it up. But she's she just moves, closer and closer and closer. There's this like one shot in there where she's got. Her eyeballs are like white, sort of. The close up, the last shot. It no, it's not the last one. It's one before. Um, I'll I'll see if I can find like a short clip. Maybe I can turn it into a gif and put it on Instagram. But there's this one. Watching shot. our podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. 
Yeah. They're already listening if they're here. Well, they might be listening, but like they might be following on the Instagram. Mm. And we all know it's all about social media numbers. And mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just talking about my ass. <laughs> I dropped my book. Oh, Christ. It's by your feet. Do you want me to go under the table and get it? No, get it. You can keep talking. Hold on. Um, There's so many wires. <laughs> I'm back. What did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Um, me laughing at you. Oh. Uh, no, the girl. Right. So um, there's this girl with the, white, then, with the eyes. So so why do I think they're pulling people? Right. So that's the that's the question I'm answering. Um, I think they're pulling people into the walls because there's this point in time where Paul disappears. Yeah, they don't know where he went. They and think it's he went just, home because he, he gets all pissy. He gets he got all pissy, and he's been he had been like freaking out because all of these things were happening. But the others, um, especially this one character named Mac, who seems to hate him, he's got this really long, long face. face. Yeah, um, according to some of the uh, people in the movie, like other interviewers and um, like, like other documentarians, uh, the guy they seem to know Alex and Mac were friends since mm-hmm. they were like younger yeah, yeah yeah and then i think that guy paul was like one of the was the first person was the first person hired. like their employee yeah so mac doesn't seem to like paul and mac seems to think that paul is messing with them paul thinks that they're all messing with him right so paul disappears after this creep ass girl is in his room and attacks him um and there's a point there's a part in the movie where they're looking for him and i swear you could hear him in the house maybe like you know like in poltergeist yeah. when carol ann's like, again with the, the poltergeist <laughs> i love that it, like movie. shows up in every goddamn episode I love poltergeist. <laughs> we're never gonna do a poltergeist episode now just because it's in every episode <laughs> did i have i talked about poltergeist in every episode almost every episode wow but you know how like okay still do you know how, like in poltergeist when carol ann goes into the uh goes into the tv and you can hear her yeah like still in the apartment, you know, yeah. she's like just in a different yeah. plane, yeah. you know. So I feel like that that's kind of what happened to Paul. That's and then suddenly he's that. dumped into the basement. They're like yes. down in the basement looking yeah. for him because they think they hear, they heard him or whatever. And they're down in the basement looking for him. And then all of a sudden he just shows up leaning against the wall on the floor. Right. And just is com- he's almost like completely, you know, unresponsive. Right. Um, he goes into his bedroom and just sleeps until... Uh, the very very end when it's all over yeah he goes and kills uh sarah and then kills himself right well where he, he kind of slices it he just he like slits mm-hmm. his own throat yes he does and that's one of the things i and i noticed and i guess i never picked up on it prior to maybe i, I don't know with these kinds of movies he's found that they 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 really hone in on the unknown and the and the subtle scares you know the that i that kind of that element of did I just see that? Yeah. You know, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool, which is, you know, fine. But I noticed that for horror movies, I I like the gore. Hmm. I prefer the blood and the guts and the and the kill scenes and things like that. I am the complete opposite. I like that. Not that, that not that I find that to be particularly scary, but I do find that to be interesting is not the right word. But I do find that to be like an entertaining part of, of a horror movie to me is sort of these, the way these people sort of die. Hmm. You know, I don't know, is that creepy? But like the way they kind of get like torn apart and whatever. 
Um, I like seeing the special effects. I like seeing the like the practical blood spilling out the whole thing. Um, these movies don't necessarily, in general, have that. You know, obviously, things like that person's holding the camera is not going to sit there and film it and watch. They turn away. You see it for a split second or whatever. Or it all happens off camera. This movie, when Paul slits his throat there at the end, you don't really quite see what he's doing until he kind of slumps down mm-hmm. and you just see like the, you know, the blood kind of coming out of his neck, you know, which I thought, honestly, I thought was a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It was a huge surprise. I mean, that was a, that was a big deal because, um, you know, the movie starts off with the documentary crew, you know, interested in this, um, you know, this event. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking to Sarah, who... Um, was part of the crew setting up. Who's, like I say, is Alex's, Alex's girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. right? It's really strange because they're saying that she's the only person who survived. Right. The, or one of the only people who survived the attack. Yes. And she's finally willing to open up about it. Yes. Um, and then you find out that she was actually killed at the end. Yeah, that's a and nice then, little twist. And she tells the camera crew, you know, you should just go into the house and check it out. You know, and they're like, well, everything's all boarded up. And she's like, yeah. You can find a way in. You can find a way in. I'm sure yeah. you can find a way in. Um, and did the, you get that when you watched it? Did you think she was dead? Did you think that there was anything? No. Because they do explain. No, like, like I said, it was a complete surprise yeah. at the end. Um, because I, and I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand how, how, what. I didn't get it. Like, um, it took you. She, she, like, I, I, I get the fact that, like, okay, oh, she's actually dead. Right. But, like, then who the hell were they talking to? They were Where talking. Did... Okay. Well, they were talking to her, right? So. But she was dead. Right. But just like anything else, right? So she just showed, kind of shows up. And I don't remember the circumstances where the documentary crew found her or what. I don't really quite remember, honestly. But I do know that at the. You know, she starts, she's talking about what had happened. And then, you know, she just suddenly says, I'm, I'm getting really tired. I think I'm just going to go rest for a few hours, you know. Come find me. Come find me. to see in a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, in room 2C, you know, mm-hmm. a couple hours. The um, documentary crew goes down to the front desk of the hotel where they're interviewing Sarah. They that's ask, the hotel that they're staying the, at. Yeah, not, not the, the original. Hotel. No, 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 no. Right. They ask for Sarah, whoever, whatever the fuck. Oh, we don't have a guest by the name. Oh, she's staying in 2C. The hotel clerk will then then says, oh, our, our rooms don't have letters. Mm-hmm. And when they think it's weird, like, oh, that they maybe she's staying at a different hotel. They don't really quite understand what's happening. They take cue. They go really early in the morning to go to the break into the house. Mm-hmm. They break into the Abaddon house, mm-hmm. whatever. Hotel. Sorry, not house. Hotel. They go through with their camera. So now we're doing this bullshit again. So now we're going to <laughs> we're going with a more high quality camera from the film crew, <laughs> and we can see we kind of see the aftermath of yeah. sort of the incident. There's dried blood, you know. And you know now where all those blood trails are from, right? Who from so well, we didn't what? talk about that, right? So that hap- that happened in the basement where it's sort of all hell breaks loose, and you don't see anything. You see a bunch of people yelling and screaming. People die. The fat clown runs away. Well, you see a lot, actually. I didn't. I thought I was. There looking... were all these cloaked people going toward the girl. Yeah, who was chained up. She was chained to the to the ceiling. Yeah, with the yeah. Um, and they had the guy down there in the clown suit. Who's supposed uh, to protect her? Who's supposed to protect her in from, case from what? In, in from case the, what? Oh God! Just in case uh, some of our guests tend to get rapey with the uh, with the half naked actress. <laughs> so they had this girl with her hands tied, uh, you know, to the ceiling, in um, you know a really tight dress, which they then cut 
up the, the front, middle, yeah. Uh, up the middle. So she was just in bra and underwear and a dress. And she, you know, she was fine. She signed up for it. She was like, this is going to be fun. Like after they cut her dress, she was like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Great. Fine. She's into it. And they got a guy down there, a big guy um, in the clown suit. Who's one of the clowns who was just supposed to sit there. He was just supposed to sit there. And then if if any of the people got rapey with rapey. the half naked girl yeah. in the basement, um, he could get up and intervene right when all the crazy shit happens you see him he fucking just run away, it out of there yeah. and she's sitting there like this isn't part of the thing How, but that's what she's show? supposed to do yes that's what she's so yes. that's the hard part is that like she's actually yeah. supposed to say that yeah. and like no one is supposed to help her because it's part of the show it's part of the show but and like in reality which is a kind really... of a fun idea <laughs> right when you <laughs> think about funny. like this <laughs> awful thing happening in a haunted house tour haunted house whatever and people yelling, it's not part of the, this isn't supposed to be happening, but you think it is, but it isn't part of the show. Right. And that's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? And as she's screaming, these cloaked uh, people or ghosts, I don't know what the fuck, um, are coming toward her closer and closer. Right. And she's tied up, you know, arms up and tied up to the ceiling. And she mm-hmm. can't get out. Right. And that guy, Joey, who ran away. Yeah. He had the key the clown, to her, right, to get to her, her out, handcuffs. Right. And he just fucking split. And he, yeah. He so got I don't out know there. what happened to her, but um, oh, she's dead. She was one, apparently they said that fifteen people had died down there. And among the interviews, they said it was some sort of. They implied it was kind of like a machine, a mechanical error that happened in the basement that kind of killed these people because it was so gruesome and horrific in the aftermath. Hmm. So that was the implication in the beginning. You know that as a viewer, that's not the fucking case, but. That's the implication. That's the story that that's kind of weaving around. You see that that's not necessarily the case. But going back, sorry, they go to, they're in the house, they're in the hotel. The documentary crew is in the hotel and they're, and they come Which across. Which hotel? The, the Abaddon. Okay. We have to. I know. My God. <laughs> There's two hotels. <laughs> There's the one they're staying at, which I think we're done with, and uh, and the Abaddon well, that's where Hotel. That, the one that they're staying in is where they're conducting the interview Correct. with Sarah. Yeah. So, so back at the Abaddon, though, when they're exploring, they break, they broke in, mm-hmm. exploring. When they um, they reach the basement, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Like, there's the fucking basement. Mm-hmm. The cameraman yeah. does Do not want to go. Do yeah, you see the blood. Look at the blood. The woman conducting the interview, mm-hmm. Diane, is super gung ho about it. The mm-hmm. cameraman, whatever his name is, is not fucking mm-hmm. gung ho about this at all. So of course, that's one of the tropes of this kind of. Movies is there's someone who's really into it and there's someone who's very apprehensive about it. And of course, the person who's super into it always wins. Uh, there wouldn't be a fucking movie. So Well, they lose, don't they? They do lose. They always end up dying. In right. The but the person who's that, they never, they never take the side of the apprehensive character of where course. they're like, well, should we go down there? Someone's always like, yeah, we should go down there. And someone's like, I don't think we say we should go down Ooh, there. You're a fucking pussy. Let's fucking go. Come on. I, and that's, you know, that's enough to get people to go down exactly. there. But I'm saying it never, like, the movie would stop. Like, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. It's pretty fucking scary down there. Let's go back. And then fucking roll credits. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> and that was the end. But, so they wind up going down into the basement, seeing, you know, again, they saw the pentagrams on the wall, the upside down crosses and whatnot. Exploring the house further, they did see that there was a door labeled 2C. Mm-hmm. And then they, the geniuses that they are, they put together like 2C. Oh, wait a minute. Sarah said she was 2C. Mm-hmm. She's in there. Knocking, knocking, knocking. Sarah, let us in. It's us. This, that, and the other. No, they didn't knock. Yeah, they did. They knocked. Yeah. yeah. I remember her just kind of... Walking in. I remember a knock. There was a little latch at the top of the door yes. that she unlocked, which is interesting because it's locked from the outside. Ooh, spooky. Right. When she's in the room. Right. But they So they go into mm-hmm. this room, and Sarah is sitting on a bed, 
That's when they start talking to her. And they start talking to her and she's like facing, not she's, she's facing away from the door. So you just see the back of her head. She's looking out the window. Looking out the window. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to talk to her and get her attention. She's not turning around. Yeah. They're, they're standing there going, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. They're like literally two feet away from her. Yo, you're in a, you're in like a house where a mass murder event happened yeah there's a creepy half dead girl in a room quiet they don't know she's half dead though yeah i get that but like she's quiet yeah sitting in 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 one of the bedrooms in this murder house yeah not talking completely unresponsive when they talk to her and they're like egging it on still like hey sarah 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 like dude quit yeah get the fuck out (laughs) just don't yeah what are you nuts (laughs) obviously like how are the alarm is in your head not like triggering i agree point i agree you know cut her losses and get the fuck out because those two idiots died too yeah they did yeah they wound up in that room and sarah turns around and you find out she's fucking dead and all these cloaked figures are in the Mm -hmm. room all of a sudden and then pretty much roll fucking credits at that point what i found to be really what really kind of took me into this movie i think i liked it a little bit more were two things one while they were setting up for this haunted house they kept referring back to a house they had done previously in Queens. Yeah. And we, we live in Queens. We're from Queens. <laughs> so it's always fun to kind of hear that shit in movies like, yeah. You know, and you try to picture it. I know, I know it's made up. And I know that the people who wrote the movie weren't talking about a specific place or a specific Well, they obviously thing. didn't know what the fuck they were talking about because there are no haunted houses in Queens. Except the one we live in. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah, let's not talk about that. No, I, I, this might story. be the this might be the show to talk about that. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Teaser. We have a haunted house story in a place where we live. We currently. possibly have a haunted apartment. We definitely have a haunted apartment. All right, real quick. For years, we've been saying this place is haunted. We lived in the same place for about thirteen years now. Oh, oh shit! You want to know something else? What? There are thirteen steps in our apartment. There are thirteen steps in our apartment. <laughs> We've lived here for about 13 years, and on Thanksgiving, we were sitting, eating dinner, and we have a hutch in our dining room, and it's got kind of these pane glass window things on it, Yeah. and it's kind of a pain in the ass to open and close. It's a double door. You got to close one to open, you know, kind of, you know, those Like things. that magnetic thing that you have to push and pull, and it's loud. And, and it's loud, yeah. and it's an old sort of, an old piece of furniture, and you really got to fucking yank on yeah. it to open or close it. We're sitting at the table. We're sitting there, we're talking, and the fucking cabinet door closes on its own. It latches by itself. It kind of yanks back and closes by itself, and it's fucking loud. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then we all kind of looked at it, looked at each other, and didn't say anything. No one said anything. We just looked at it. Nope. And then I think everyone said, we didn't see that. Nope. Didn't see it. But you're not telling them about the air conditioner story. Oh, where the air conditioner turns on by itself? In the middle of the winter. In the middle of the winter. Yeah, that happened last year. The air conditioner was plugged in and no one turned it on. And it just turned, we were all standing. Twice. Yeah. We were all standing near the air conditioner just chatting. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was me and you and my mother. Mm -hmm. The kids were there. And all of a sudden the air conditioner turns on. What the fuck? Yeah. So we turn it off. And then two minutes later it turns on on again. again. By itself. Yeah, really. So we unplugged it. Yeah. It didn't turn back. It didn't. No, that. no, no. I'd like, I'd like to say it did, but it really didn't. <laughs> after we it unplugged didn't. it, it didn't. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but yeah, it just kind of turned on by itself. Yeah. Those are just two of many instances over 13 years, but we'll get into those later on. Yeah. One day. Unfortunately, there's a lot of. <sighs> yeah. It's kind of creepy in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
perfect no. for this podcast. It's actually awful. And I hate it. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, but the other thing I did like was we've done a few of those haunted house tour things. Yeah. You know, we've done um, years ago. We like to go to Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal Studios in Florida. We used to like to do that. Mm-hmm. We did that a few times. Twice. You did it twice? Yeah. Back when, before it was like super duper popular. Mm. We're like Halloween Horror Night hipsters. Absolutely. Yeah. I knew that shit before anyone did. I, yeah, I wear, I wear skinny jeans and like a bowler hat. <laughs> I don't do any of those things. The <laughs> And I do like those haunted house tour things. So seeing the movie was kind of, it's kind of fun because we haven't done anything like that in a while. Yeah. Although we did, and maybe some people out there who are listening can know of this particular place. We went to this place in Ohio a few years back on a road trip with some friends. And it was in a it was a haunted house slash roller skating rink slash arcade mm-hmm. slash so laser tag and movie theater and movie theater <laughs> and like some, some kind, kind of, of a four D some kind theater. of four D gimmick yeah. yeah and it's in Ohio in the middle of nowhere well, we kind of near Sandusky to, yeah we were we were we were going to Cedar Point yeah so we were near Sandusky yeah so it was in around in that area when the travel it was an IHOP. Was it there an IHOP? Did next door, I think, was an IHOP. We, we ate at the IHOP, I think, didn't we? Possible. I know we ate at some chain restaurant. I don't know if it was an IHOP. We ate a lot of chain restaurants Denny's on that or trip. What it was, but yeah, it it possibly an IHOP next to it. So, and we went there. What is it like a Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, something like that? Something like during the week in the summer, <laughs> and we show up into this place, which it just sort of looks like a big, like I don't know, shed. We walk in. With a dragon on the outside. With a dragon on the outside. I've got a a better host would have looked this up, but (laughs) the name of it. So if you know it, then you know what I'm talking about. We go in. This place is empty. There is not a soul in here playing video games, in the the rink, in the movie theater, nothing. We walk in and this guy kind of comes out from a room and says, oh yeah, okay, can I help you? And we're like, hey, we want to do the, we want to do the haunted house. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, Okay. Give me a few minutes. So we're waiting around for a few minutes. Well, this guy by himself, yeah. I guess, goes behind it and goes behind a curtain and just starts setting up this haunted house. Yeah. And so it's, what, noon on like a, on a weekday <laughs> afternoon in August. No, sorry. It was July. It was yeah. the year Michael Jackson died. Yes. And he had, just, yes. he had just died a week before or whatever it was. And we were that we had taken a trip after. So whatever year that was, in the middle of the summer, we're getting prepared to go into a haunted house in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> it was both equally cheesy and terrifying at the same time because it was so, it was cheesy because like it didn't have any of the atmosphere and it was kind of like, you know, kind of pasted together, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, there was a portion of this ride ride this tour where the walls kind of it's foam wet walls kind of like close in on you Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the guy on the other end is pushing the walls together i think him and somebody else was pushing there was no one else there well it's probably in the spring yeah you push one and the other one also you know possibly for real I didn't think we were going to make it out of that i got really nervous yeah you did and so did the friend the people we were with too Kristen yeah. was also not happy oh, no, about it. She hated it. She hated it. She yeah. really was not happy about that. Um, they had that at the, the that particular um, haunted house was almost a mirror image of one of the horror ha- uh, horror houses, haunted houses that we had gone through at Universal Studios. Yeah. 
Um, and it's down to the, the, the wet things hanging from Definitely the lifted from there, yeah. Completely. And there was also a compression point in at the one at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, one of those. Um, at Universal. Yeah. So he had, it, it was almost like he went there. He went back to his, you know, <laughs> shit town in Ohio and built the exact same, you know, uh, uh, haunted house, thinking nobody would probably notice. Yeah. And then we come along, having been there, like, I don't know how many times. Yeah. And we're like, this is just like the fucking one. <laughs> yeah. Four <laughs> shitheads from New York City are going to come to come to, this go to Ohio, go to Ohio to go through a haunted house that's a mirror image of one that they've been to, that we've yeah. been to in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, but this one was so much scarier. You want to know why it was scarier? Because it was so low budget that you didn't know if you would make it out alive. It seemed unsafe. Exactly. It was so low budget (laughs) that you were like, I could see this whole thing collapsing and I would just suffocate to death and never make it out of here. No one knew we were there anyway. Exactly. They, they, yeah. They could have killed us and hid the bodies really easy. Easily. Yeah. All four of us. No problem. That was terrifying. You yeah. know, it's uh, it, it's it's fun when it's like a big theme park, but when it's like, you know, something that like some person with no certification that you really know of. No one is running. Builds in, yeah. a structure that you're supposed to go through safely. Next to a roller ring. In a roller <laughs> ring. Wait, let me see if we can. Hold on a second. Hey, Google. Oh, it's part of the show where Christina Googles things live. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Uh, roller rink, haunted house, 4D movie theater, arcade in Ohio, Sandusky. Let's see. Anything? It says Ghostly Manor Thrill Center. That could be it. Hold on. Let me take a look at the outside. Sandusky, Ohio. Could be updated. It was a long time ago. This like might ago. actually be it. Hold on. Sandusky's top indoor. Okay. I think this is the place. It's called Ghostly Manor Thrill Center. Ghostly Manor. It has a haunted house, an yeah. escape room. Oh, that's new. That oh. way they didn't have that then. I guess they're popular now, so. Yeah. It wasn't popular 10 years ago. They have a laser maze. Okay. Virtual reality gaming. Okay. Skate world. Okay. Mini golf. The XD 4D theater. Yes. Okay. And the bounce house and play area. Oh, so they've upgraded. They seem to have upgraded. How does it look? Let's see. Does this look familiar? Look at this picture. Let me see. Oh, yeah. that looks kind of familiar. I remember there being like a dragon on the outside. It looks like a castle. That was a long time ago. Yeah, maybe they changed. Ghostly Manor tickets. Huh. That might be. These pictures look better than it was. Well, Located I mean, in Sendai. No, this is it. No. 2007? No, it was like 10 years ago, right? Was it? Yeah. Oh, when the hell we went. Ten years, I don't know, maybe more, 11 years ago, whatever it was. We were married. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We were married already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is it. It has to be. This is it. So if you have been to uh, Ghostly Manor, hit us up on the email or the uh, the Instagram, both at uh, watchinghorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Yo, for real. This thing looks podcast at just Instagram. like the um, Hell House LLC. Put it up on the Instagram I will. this week. I'll put it up on the, uh, on the internet. On the internet? On the IG? On the IG. That's what the cool kids say. <laughs> And you can stay at the Econo Lodge down the... That might be scarier than the fucking Ghostly Manor. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. We've stayed at Econo Lodges before for one reason or another. Mm. That shit's terrifying. We definitely stayed at an Econo Lodge up uh, when we went to college. Yeah, yeah. For a night. Yeah. With my fish. Oh, man. The fish. Oh, that poor fish. It's at the escape room. Let me see what that's about. Now I'm old. 
We're, we're doing a show. I know, but like, I'm just kind of like right, curious. Well, so, oh yeah, those people are definitely from Ohio. You know, we have people who listen who are in Ohio. I don't it's have offensive. a problem. But, yo, Sandusky, Ohio, Cedar Point is like the greatest place on earth. Cedar Point's pretty cool. But there is a look to Ohio. I'm sorry, but there is. <laughs> and it's not a bad look. It's just a look. Yeah, no, we spent some time in Ohio. A few times we've been there. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, they're from Ohio. Yeah, granted, um, it was both for Sandusky, but... I don't know. We've been through some rough areas of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. We have a friend in Youngstown. Yeah. That is, uh, that's an interesting place. Youngstown's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny when, when you're from New York City and you go places and you're like, get out of here. I'm from New York. Like, I, you, you can't scare me with a neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to a place like Youngstown, Ohio, and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> I am going to get murdered walking it's down a... the street here. I could walk down the street in the South Bronx and feel more at ease than I would walking down the street in Youngstown, Ohio. In the middle of the night, <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the area that we were in, at least. Yeah. You know. That's fair. <laughs> I remember when my mom went to um, the um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, and you know they were at the hotel, which wasn't far from the place, and they said they were going to walk. Mm-hmm. And the person at the uh, bar was like, "Don't walk, take a cab." And they were like, "What are you talking about? We're from New York, we're fine." Yeah, and the guys like, "Yeah, okay, great, take a cab." <laughs> I, I, and then my mom, like, when they went over there, they were like, "Yeah, no, there was a we, yeah, we, there was a reason to take a cab." <laughs> That's the thing, you know. I think I think being from New York, New York City. Gives people, I think gives people a lot of, uh, uh, first of all, I think there's a sense of pride attached to being from New York, you know, and I think that really irritates the rest of the country, and I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that if, if I wasn't, you know, no, yeah, you know what, being, even being from New York and hearing the New York pride, sometimes I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. who cares, there's so many people here. Mm-hmm. But I think it really, they wear it on their sleeve like it's a badge of honor, like they're like, oh, I'm from New York, I can go anywhere I want, and I can, nothing scares yeah, me. you're from New York, you're not from fucking Russia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is not, not like you grew up in the fucking gulag, you know? You You think this bad neighborhood? Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Dan Soder. Um, But I I, I was one of those people for sure. And I was like, come on. Yeah, quick drive through Youngstown. Yeah. And we stopped off at that crazy... uh, Like a little convenience store. Convenience. I don't Mm -hmm. think they called them bodegas in Youngstown. It was as close as you're going to get to one. I don't know. It was. I mean, it was a place. I mean, this place did sell Four Loco and Fago in the, under the same <laughs> roof. And I was like, I now I know where we are. <laughs> I got a good picture of where we were just from seeing those two drinks <laughs> at that uh, convenience store. Yeah. Which I may was... or may not have bought the Fago. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. No, we bought um, we bought something to bring to um. We brought some beer. I don't know if it was Yingling or Blue Moon or something. Not Four Loco. No, not by Four Loco. <laughs> brought something. I don't remember why, but we brought something. So we got Four Loco, Fago, and maybe some ICP <laughs> clown makeup right next to it. We didn't bring those. That no. wasn't our. Now we want gigolos for, for the day. Gigolos. Juggalos. Juggalos. Oh right, gigolos are um, male prostitutes. Male prostitutes. Yeah. Definitely not. Juggalo, gigolo. There's a big fucking difference <laughs> between juggalos and gigaloos. G- juggalos. Have, you know what? You're right. I have more respect for gigolos. You hear that shit, Ohio? <laughs> Wait, is is ICP from Ohio? No, they're from oh. Detroit. Oh, so what the fuck? Who cares? It's right there. No, it's not. <laughs> Michigan's real fucking close to Ohio. It's right next door. Yeah. 
Look, any place where I can find Fago in my head, it's fucking ICP country. <laughs> I don't care if they're from there, visit there, look over there. I don't care. It's fucking ICP country. I don't care. Fair you enough. Know, we're not down with the clown here. <laughs> no, Sorry. that's what I'm saying. I respect the gigolo more than the juggalo. Gigolo greater than juggalo. <laughs> Noted. I have a confession, by the way. You ready? Uh-oh. Sometimes I get confused about the greater than and less than sign. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach it to you the way you taught it to our son. With the alligator teeth? No. The Pac-Man. Okay. Pac-Man always eats the bigger number. Pac-Man eats the bigger number. So what does that mean? That means... That means that when the mouth is upright, it's like a little arrow pointing to the side, right? Yeah. So whichever side, the air, like it's the wide part, it's an acute angle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Like I know what I know what that right? means, but I can't. Yeah. So the yeah. when the mouth is open, yeah, is where the Pac-Man eats the number, right? Right. So we'll, give so me an just, example. So it would be. Let's say you had ten. Okay. And then, the Pac-Man. Okay. With this, okay, so. It, Pac-Man. What 10, is the number eating? It's eating a twenty-five. So what would you say? Ten is less, less than, than 25. twenty-five because you'd have the little sideways right. arrow pointing to the ten. I got and it. And then the mouth is open toward the twenty-five. Wow. So if you look at the little thing and you just draw like a circle around it, it mm. looks like a Pac-Man. So huh. I, that's how I taught that to our children. I wrote the Pac. I said the Pac-Man eats the bigger number. Oh. So I'm just like, if you ever just draw a circle around it and it looks like Pac-Man, <laughs> the Pac-Man eats the bigger number. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I know. You know, less than is the small part. I know the e- or equal to. I know has the line under it. I know that. What? The greater than or equal to. Like if you have the. Yes. I know that yes. part. I'm not. I'm not a math person. Okay. So I'm not so sure that that specific thing requires that you be a math person. <laughs> but I I understand what where you're coming from. Listen, I'm using the math person as an escape hatch here. <laughs> don't 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 lock the door on me here. A lot of people do. <laughs> That's fine. Take personal responsibility for knowing math, people. I take a lot of personal responsibility. <laughs> All right. And I've tried to learn math and it doesn't work. And I went to summer school for it in high school and it just didn't take, it just wasn't a good fit. Wasn't a good fit. No. <laughs> so luckily in my everyday, you know, it's funny because they always said you have to learn math because you're not going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket all the time. <laughs> now we do. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. If you're, you know. um, if you're, if you're. If, if you really want to get lazy, you can just ask your phone. You can, yeah, just, you can just ask, ask. Siri or Google. Yeah. Just be like, hey, Google. What's whatever. What's the square root of 275? Yeah. Square root oh of 275 God. is approximately 16.583. Yeah. Hey, Google, what's 25 times 3 plus 42 times 24? The answer is 1,083. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you can just ask your phone that question, and it just tells you. It literally just tells you the answer. Well, let me so. tell you a really quick math story here that has nothing to do with the movie, but <laughs> I don't, whatever. So when I was in high school, I got a job at Shea Stadium, which is where the New York Mets play baseball. Yay! So I got a job over there. Um, as a vendor, carrying all the heavy shit, hot dogs and stuff, hot dogs and stuff. Um, <laughs> and this the first one I I had to sell souvenir sodas, which were in the plastic cup, you know, the ones that you get to take home. There was like a fucking bathtub for however much it cost, and I hated it because my actually I didn't 
I hated it for a lot of reasons, but my immediate thought was, how am I going to be able to do this math in my head? I got to bring a calculator with me because I got to make change. <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to be able to do this quick. The hardest part about the job wasn't the fact that it wore, that it weighed a fucking ton. It wasn't the fact that you got to walk up and down the stairs while everything wears a ton. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that I had to make change <laughs> on the fly while people are watching a baseball game and you have to stand in a certain place and this, that, and the other. That's my math story And when I worked at Chase Stadium with the Mets. Well, that, that should have gotten you better at making change though, right? It didn't, no. And then I got lucky and got bumped up working at Chase Stadium and I got to work with all the rich people. <laughs> oh, right. You got to go to the Diamond Club, right? I got to work in the Diamond Club and do all the fun the parties. Diamond Club. Meet the famous people and stuff. So um, who was a good tipper? Who was a good tipper? Jesse Jackson was a good tipper. Mm. I bet Jesse Jackson. He was a good tipper. Larry King was not a good tipper. How much did you get for checking his coat? Nothing. He didn't tip you at all? No, I got nothing on that. Wow. No, I've watched, I've seen celebrities get drink too much and get booted out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get any kind of trouble. <laughs> but I've seen some C-list celebrities. Ah. Nothing, nothing big. Oh, who gives a shit then? Yeah, well, they need the money. <laughs> Everybody needs the money these days. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> and they don't have it to give. So, good times. <laughs> I had a lot of fun jobs. But huh. none of them seemed as fun as working for a haunted house. Right. Bring them back here. Yeah, let's bring it back, right? I think that'd be a cool job, though, working at a haunted house, being one of those people who kind of jumps out and scares you. You would be afraid haunted. that someone punched you in the face? Oh, I don't give a shit if someone punched me in the face. Would you... Would you just take it or no, punch I'll, him back? Oh, no, I beat the shit out of him <laughs> in the face. But that fear isn't there enough to mm. stop me from doing it. Well, sure. You get to scare people like all night for a <laughs> month. Are you fucking kidding me? How awesome is that? <laughs> that's pretty cool. You know? Like it's like hiding the shadows. Mm. You know, that's kind of cool. And just every now and again, you pop out every fifth person or whatever it is. Yeah. I like it when they say certain things like, um, like for example, in the movie, there's a section of the haunted house where they have the bar. Yes. And the bartender's like, get out, get out. And he's like throwing, you know, yeah. glasses and stuff at That's them. fun. That's awesome. I, I always like it when the actors get like like angry and animated and you really feel like when they get this into angry it. presence in yes. the room. It, it's that's fun. Like that's that kind of uh when there's like that acting in there and they're like, ah, what do you want to eat? Ah, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the all the usual uh cast of characters, the creepy girl. Yeah. You know. Who doesn't say anything. Crazy clown. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. or like sings a little nursery rhyme type thing. Right. You know, creepy clown, axe murderer. Like there's always the, and then there's like the gross stuff. Yeah. But um, in the movie they had that bartender. That was pretty cool. It's like, get out. It's like, you know, that's scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? When there's like this. When the actors are, that do those kinds of things and they commit to it, it's great. Yeah. It's really good. You know what I mean? It's great because it's hard to be. If the atmosphere is right and you kind of you got that kind of group mentality, you know, you're you're there. Everyone's there to be scared, you know. And you know, when the atmosphere is right and everyone's kind of has that same mindset, everyone kind of feeds off each other. You know, you and the other guests or whatever that are there. It doesn't matter if the actors can't act. If they just commit to it, that's enough. It doesn't matter. You know, you only you only see it for a few seconds anyway. It really makes a big difference. I'm a big fan of that. I agree. Mm, makes you a know? big, big difference. You're not just, you know, bah, like people jumping out. Like that. that's exciting and fun. The jump scares are fun, right? But it's yeah. those, 
It's the extended, in, not, not interactions, but those <clears throat> attractions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of people who are, you know, playing that role, not just to scare you, but to elevate the ambiance of the, of whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. It makes a big difference for sure. Absolutely. You know? So something else about this movie here, just to really bring it back again. Man, do we go off track? This is probably the most disorganized uh, podcast we've done so far. Oh, you didn't listen to the last one, did you? <laughs> oh, was it? Was it a mess? Oh, that was a fucking. That was all over the map. <laughs> I know we're bouncing kind of back and forth and kind of all over the place here. But something about this movie that also stuck out. We're talking about Hell House LLC, by the way. Um, in case you forgot, is um. Thick the, the ones I forgot. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's always a relationship in these movies. God, I know. Right? I, I mean, it. it was Alex and Sarah in this one. Always, always, always. In these found footage movies, there's always like a thing. Either a rocky relationship or an ex-boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Some kind of weird, tumultuous, hang-by-a-thread kind of thing. And it takes away, at least for me, it really takes it away takes away from what's actually happening. You know, if I'm watching these kinds of movies, I'm not all that interested in the romantic aspect of it or the the way these two, the the male-female characters play off each other and their relationship dynamic. I really couldn't care less and it's just so super-duper distracting because it wastes time. I want, if I'm watching these kinds of movies, I want to be scared or creeped out or whatever it is. Like, I don't, if I want to see that shit, I'll go watch fucking You Got Mail. I like Tom Hanks. <laughs> Look, Tom Hanks is awesome. I'll watch is it. That, is that it? That it that it's either this or you got mail. That's there's no in between. <laughs> well, I'm not a big romantic comedy guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I like Tom Hanks. I like I, I'll, I'll watch Tom Hanks romantic comedies. So so of all Tom Hanks romantic comedies, Sleepless in Seattle. I don't like that the one. The most common. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. No, that one's a little too depressing. Okay. That one's a little too depressing. Just because his wife dies and he's got the yeah. kid and the kid sets up the dad. And eh. Although he does live on a boat in that movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah, houseboat's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool. I live on a houseboat. I want to live on a houseboat now. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, with global warming, houseboat is not wise. Actually, houseboat's exactly where you want to be, especially <laughs> the rising sea Actually, level is exactly where you want to be. <laughs> Although, I mean, I think your houseboat would eventually be uh, overtaken by, like, everyone trying to survive. So, that'd be pretty tough. Well, you just got to get, like, 20 feet out. Most people can't swim. (laughs) Right? It's going to be extreme temperatures one way or another. Hmm. So, either way, I'm a little tired of these fucking relationship (laughs) nonsense in in the movies. I don't mind having, you know... A boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever manifestation of, of relationship, that can be the thing. I don't care. But don't give me a subplot about it because I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you're going to lose me. There is no subplot in this one. They're just, they just have a relationship. There's nothing about their relationship that's tied no, to No, but even the fact that it has to be mentioned and it's still a plot point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, why else would a girl be that, and that's, the, and that's you know what, may, You know what? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe... Mm-hmm unfortunately maybe that's thing maybe it's the reason to have a girl in the movie because mm-hmm. she has to be the With girlfriend the wife the whatever you know what i mean yeah. never the sister never <laughs> the sister Shaun of the dead it was the mother and the ex-girlfriend i see the ex-girlfriend in Shaun of the dead oh sure yeah i guess you're right though i guess that's i guess that's a reason why can't it just be a girl in the group though yeah, i'm tired of the relationship thing too right i really 
just can't it just be a thing about friends? This is what I'm saying. There's always got to be some kind of romantic. It, it, it irritates me. Yeah. I've had that complaint about Stephen King book. There's always some kind of yes, fucking relationship. Yeah. And I, I absolutely, my, I have a goal in life that's to read every Stephen King book that's ever been written. Sure. <clears throat> I'd like to think that I've cracked a pretty good. Made a nice dent. Pretty good you made uh, a dent. piece of that. Yeah. yeah. And I most recently was reading the book that you got me. It was uh, November. Oh, 11. 23 i can't see i don't have my glasses i can't see it on the shelf 11 23 69 yeah or 62 63 60 something like the that. day kennedy died exactly um yeah. and i'm at the part where he meets uh his um i guess what will be the love interest mm-hmm. spoilers in case you want to read that book or oh my god how long ago was that book out if you haven't read it by now then i don't know what the fuck to it's tell not you. That anyway old. so what happens is <laughs> Look, There's I think spoilers point. for a 40-year-old well, like, movie. I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't even, I, I haven't read through this part because as soon as the love interest was introduced in the book, I just closed it. Yeah, you it. checked out. Like, this. I got that's tired. That's a shame because like, no. that's a really good book. I'm sure like, it is, it's legit, but like, I, I totally can see what's going to happen with the love interest. It doesn't matter. Yes, you can and see I that don't, part. Like, I just, but that's the thing. I don't want to read it. I don't want to put myself through that torment. I know what's going to happen. But you put yourself through the torment on the Dark Tower. That's different. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Wizard in the Glass, dark, you cried through that whole goddamn I cried book like a baby. That I would, and I do it again for that book series. That series is probably my favorite thing I've ever read. That's ever, an investment in time. Seven books, yeah. Seven, seven and a half. Seven tomes, yeah. Yeah. Each book is like you gotta like hold it with your whole. Fist. Yeah, yeah. It's no joke. They're huge and and but they're fantastic so yeah no i'd go through that again I'd, 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 I'd read well you know what it is haha i have a way around that hmm. see wizard and glass isn't exactly part of the it's Dark a standalone. story right yeah. it's a standalone right a they're, they're camping on the side and then roland Palaver. tells his story mm-hmm. so i don't have to read wizard and glass again i could just go straight from the third one to wolves of the kala and i'm good <laughs> but you love wizard of glass as many tears as you shed over that book <sighs> what a story what a story. Yeah. Maybe that could be a fun one we can revisit one not revisit what, or Wizard revisit and Glass? Day. No, we can maybe that might be a fun thing that we can do. Like a Stephen King book series thing. I don't know. I mean I'll think about that and think flesh about. that out. Okay. Well that could be fun. I don't know. The Stephen King book club podcast. Not even a not even a separate podcast, <laughs> but just included no, yeah, in yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah. I do know that there's a podcast out there that does focus specifically on Stephen King. Hmm. I haven't heard it, but it's a really cool idea. I'd like to give that a listen. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name. I'd say it if I knew it, but I don't. Anyway. <laughs> you had to go and remind me of Wizard and Glass. Now you're going to... Just read it. Read it again. I'm not reading Wizard and Glass again by itself. Are you crazy? It's a standalone. If I read, if I read the the series again, like if I started from the Gunslinger, yeah. and went all the way through, yeah, I'd I'd probably read Wizard and Glass again, but not just for. What do you like? I, I try to take your mother's philosophy. There's enough crying in life. I'm not gonna set myself up for more of it. Watch a sad movie or read a book. I know it's gonna yeah. like not unless it's like really worth it. Wizard and Glass is certainly worth it. It's a great story, yeah. um, but it's, it's so gut wrenching. It's I really it's like I sobbed when I read that book. <laughs> yeah, like, sitting there reading, I like couldn't read because of the tears coming out of my eyes. I was wiping my eyes so I could read the words <laughs> that were breaking my heart. I know, I know. <sighs> but you know, it's not a heartbreaker. Hell House LLC. That's the one. <laughs> Which, by the way, what do you think of the title? 
Oh my god. So the first thing I wrote in my book, my first note is haven't seen the movie yet, already hate the LLC. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. It's really distracting. It's awful. Although I imagine there's probably gotta be how many movies titled Hell House? Yeah, that's a good varying point. degrees, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm sure the LLC really makes it stand apart, you know, stand out. It makes it sound awful. Yeah. And I know that this isn't the only one. I I uh I didn't realize that there were three Three. I've I've seen yeah. at least so far. I, there could be more, but I I have seen three of them. Well, you heard, of, you saw the the other two are out. Yeah. To view now, I've on, seen them on the Netflix. On the <laughs> on the Netflix. Yeah. After we watched Hell House LLC, it was on Amazon Prime. Okay, on the Amazon. Um, after Hell House Grandma. LLC, you saw there were yeah there part were one two and two yeah thumbnails yeah like on the watch bottom for the two deal. and three yeah. yeah. Yep. So, given what happened in this one, I'm kind of curious. I wonder if uh, two is like two and three are queens, right, or like prior ones, or I haven't even looked it up, so I'm just totally speculating. I think because I'm here talking. The ending of the movie does lend itself to continuing the story. How? Well, everyone's dead, literally. Even the but they found group. the footage, right? I mean, if you want to get kind of a little meta over it. Right, you're watching this movie as a documentary, right? So you you watching this movie, pretending this movie is real, this actually happened, mm-hmm. whatnot. Part two and or three can feasibly be about the documentary crew that disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the footage that was released. Oh. <laughs> I can imagine if they were. I don't know anything about part two or three either. But if if I had any say in it, which I don't, I would skip the found footage part for part two. <laughs> I would go straight to be being a movie, maybe be about people who have who watched the movie mm. and going to investigate themselves or whatever mm. the case is. Mm. I'd skip the part two on the found footage thing because I think it's unnecessary at this point. Now you can set up, I think, a larger story with you know being under normal circumstances. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's uh, we have to we have to do the shaky cam thing again <laughs> with the you know bringing a girl in with a you know. I don't, that's the thing though. I don't even know what it's about. I don't know. It could be like a prequel kind of a it thing. It could be. You know, I have no idea. Sequel, prequel. That could be cool. You know what? Prequel, sequel, actually. If history has told us anything, it will be two will be the direct sequel to this movie and three would be the prequel yeah. about the guy who hung himself <laughs> and bought the hotel and that oh, whole business. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. Interesting um, though. But we'll get to it. We'll, uh, we'll watch him. We'll Put yeah, on the show one day. Maybe that's a good idea. You know, yeah. Maybe we'll do two and three together. Mm. I think that's definitely a better so, idea. So, okay, we'll do that. We'll make that a plan. Yeah. I Not for next week. I have about a page of notes and I write like a girl. So my letters are big. I have one page of notes. Yeah, this one didn't have a whole lot to sink our teeth into. No. At least for me, I didn't. I didn't walk away with a ton of things to talk about or say about it. But you know, I mean, there, there, there's definitely a, a um, timeline to this movie. You know, at first you see them like driving out there. You know, yeah, and there's they, the. They yeah. get there and they go in and they're like, "Ew, this place is gross." It had no electricity. Except for the except um, for Alex, who was like, "This is perfect." Of well, course. and and that's the thing that I, I was with him when I was watching that part. They're like, "Ew, this place is nasty," and like, "This is scary," and he's like, "Yeah." That's the thing. Yeah. This the, the half the work is already done. Yeah, that, I thought that was put, yeah. And that's, that's what I thought. Genius, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's like an actual haunted house. Apparently, the guy knew the backstory the to this house, house, and he didn't want to tell anybody about yeah. it. So this guy Alex seems to know uh, the history of the hotel, right? And um, 
Yeah, so like most of the work is done for them anyway, right? And they're and they're like, this place is gross. We don't want to stay here and whatever. I don't know where they stayed um, until they had like electricity and all of that. But you know, they apparently they would work there during the day, and then once everything was kind of set up, they moved in and slept upstairs, right, in the hotel. And that's like you know when things started to get uh, kind of creepy. Yeah. So, um, you know, little by little, they're getting set up putting up lights and elect- there's like electricity they they have their little command center where they have uh, cameras all over the place yeah um and they can you know keep an eye on what's going on everyone's got a bedroom and you know there's all this props and things all over the the house and it's really just them setting up and then the shenanigans that happen with the cloak people thing the satanic spirits, cloak wall people whatever yeah the satanic wall people that's fantastic <laughs> And the there's the title. Satan- there it is. <laughs> Close satanic wall is. people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is in, in, in essence. Um, yeah, so after, you know, and it's really just kind of what happens in between. The issue, the, the part that arises toward the end, where they go into, where the documentary crew who's interviewing Sarah, mm. um, who's Alex's girlfriend, supposedly the lone survivor yeah of that uh, the hell house tragedy massacre yeah yeah you know finally decides to open up about what happened we find out is actually dead uh they say that she's the lone survivor of the massacre we find out you know um that actually everyone that's killed. a big fucking lie that's a big lie because yeah. she was actually killed in the house and mm-hmm. the person who killed her killed himself mm-hmm. but she's there and, uh, you know, that there's the whole part of the movie where they're setting up, but then there's that second part, which is very short, where they go into the house and they see the, the documentary, the crew, mm-hmm. uh, go into the actual hotel after it's been boarded up. It's almost like the epilogue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, you know, they go in and um, find Sarah mm-hmm. in uh, in the room, you know, upstairs, yeah. which is the same bedroom that she had with Alex. That was the room she stayed in while they were there. And that's, you know, and then the uh, documentary crew, the woman and the, the guy with the camera that goes with her, they end up dying mm-hmm. uh, there. But that's like the whole movie. It's really just, a, you know, the story of a bunch of people kind of hanging out and being jerks and not whatever. There's really not like a flow that you could really go go toward anyway. Oh, know? I agree. Yeah, there's not a ton there. It's it's not a movie of substance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a real popcorn movie. Yeah. And I got to be honest, when I saw the title, I was really... Have you heard um, those extreme haunted house yeah. kind of things where they kind of really put you through the ringer like, for like nine hours? They like literally they like bury you, you in a coffin. Yeah, it's really... Like underground. Fucked yeah. up yeah. kind of things. And they tout how many Navy SEALs and Marines couldn't handle... This type of, you know, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, it's like self-inflicted abuse. Yeah. Like you're like allowing someone to... To just really like torture you mm-hmm. physically and, and mentally. mentally. Yeah. You know, they're really getting to your head. And I've seen some stuff on YouTube and it's really unsettling yeah. kind of shit. I couldn't see... We watched uh, a, a movie about that, didn't we? There was we, a movie that we saw. Yeah, there was. I got... <sighs> I mean, we were on a we were on a stretch where we were just any if it said horror in it, we were like, let's watch it, let's watch it. No, it was like this group of people who um, they went for one of those things, but they didn't realize like how far it was going. They couldn't that tell. Really familiar. They couldn't tell if what was happening to them was actually part of it or if they were like yeah. really being kidnapped. Because I know at one point, you know, they they, they put a um, they like bound their their arms and legs and they put 
the yeah. sack over their head and then they bring them to this place where they had graves dug already and they push them in the graves and then and then uh, buried them yeah underground i don't remember the and name I of that was one like, what the fuck yeah <laughs> you, know, you don't i don't know did they i don't remember i have to see that again that's what i'm saying did they, there dug, was a, they, did, did we, they get dug up again or did they just leave them down there i can't remember i don't know we were on a tear for like six yeah. months where every night we was a different we were like yeah. we were just hitting almost randomly hitting <laughs> play on, on on some streaming movie or another <laughs> so that was definitely one of them yeah, I do vaguely remember that one, but I was kind of hoping for something or not hoping, but I kind of had that in my head going into this because I had over, I don't know, the years, whatever it is, but you know, we've looking for something to watch, definitely passed over Hell House LLC more than a few times. And I never, I don't know, whatever reason, never really gave it a whole lot of thought or credence to it. Probably because kinda, it has a stupid name. That might have something to do with it, <laughs> um, but I kept passing over it. You know, well, um, make it an ink, Hell House Ink. You know what I mean? That's true. Why LLC? It's such an. Oh, it doesn't roll it off doesn't, the tongue. It's no. a terrible name. It's a terrible name. But I guess I was I was expecting something different than what I got. And I guess I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't love it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it either. I think it just is what it is. I thought it was mediocre. You know, and I did look into it a little deeper. It's pretty polarizing. This movie. Some people fucking hate it and some people think it's like the best found footage movie like ever what yeah you know and i think it's a polarizing the style of horror movies the sol- I, what's this <laughs> I said that but said some of the other movie um it's polarizing i think in the sense that like some people really hate this found footage style of movie yeah and some people really like it so if you don't like it right off the bat you're not, you're you're not gonna, gonna fucking like hate it, it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for you, right. you know, I guess. But I've read that some people, like, think it's the best, mm. and some people think it's the worst. You can put me in the middle, mm. you know? I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Like, I liked it enough to, like, I'd watch two and three. Yeah. I'd watch two and three, just out of curiosity. It's funny how we're putting together two and three, like, they're one movie. We're like, <laughs> not just like, oh, if two's good, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll check out the third one, whatever it is. It's like, no, it's just two and three. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no, they're, they're going together. Because I, 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 I don't, I don't think that each one of those deserves its own. Close the loop on the trilogy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I think we could have probably done all three movies in this one podcast. Yeah. To to pull the curtain (laughs) back. You did say that after we watch it. Maybe we should watch the other two. (laughs) Just do it all in one. And my my thinking was like, well, no, because we have to record tomorrow (laughs) to get it out. But we wound up having technical issues yesterday. Yeah. So we didn't even record yesterday anyway. So when you're hearing this, it's going to be late. (laughs) You already know that because it's out and you're listening to it and it's not on Tuesday. Mm. What do you think? Did you are you with me on this? It's um it's interesting because when we started talking about it, I was really just kind of like eh. But like the more we talk about it, the more I kind of want to watch it again. I don't know. I I feel like what I thought was like either cheesy or like trying too hard yeah. yesterday. For some reason today, um, I'm kind of like oh, that was kind of scary. That was pretty cool. I'd watch it again. So I'd, I'd 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 like to give it. I'd probably give it a second chance. Okay. So I don't you know I don't love it. But mm-hmm. cool enough with it where I'd watch it again enough to see if I actually like it. You know what I mean? Well, they have the director's cut also was on there. We Did watched we watch the regular. It? No, we watched the regular one. Oh. Because we looked at the synopsis on Amazon. But it was just the director's cut was the first one that popped up. Oh, right. And it didn't say anything about the movie. It just said it's the director's cut of the of the movie starring whoever the fuck. Yeah, it was like eight and, extra, extra minutes. Extra minutes. And it's like, yeah. oh, that says nothing. So then we just went right. back and to read the <clears> synopsis <throat> of the regular version of the movie and that's the one we watched yeah you know i'm always weary 
about watching the director's cut of Weary. movies. Where I never fucking say that like, word right. Weary is like I'm tired. Yeah. I'm I'm weary and weary. My body weary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, just think of that. Yeah. My body weary. I'm, I'm gonna use that. Um, <laughs> watching the director's cut or the extended version or whatever of a movie you've never seen before, I'm always kind of iffy about that mm. because I don't know which is the version, which one is just for the fans of the movie, which one is the what? Which one am I supposed to be watching here to like it? Yeah. You know. Like, Apocalypse Now is a great movie. Apocalypse Now Redux is fucking like a million hours long and it sucks. <laughs> so, like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I I, um, I have the um, the director's cut to Natural Born Killers. <clears throat> Which is a rare one, by the way. That's a tough to find. What? The director's cut? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. I, I have didn't... it. Don't I have it? You did. I think you let someone borrow it and that was the fucking end of that. We don't. I don't think we have the director's cut. I know I had the director's cut. You That's did like have my it. favorite movie. Right. And that was the thing. You could find that movie. God, we're talking about DVDs now, right? VHS is <laughs> aging, showing. Yeah, see if that's on Netflix or anything. I wonder. I think if it was on Netflix, I think we'd come across it by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I think the, but the director's cut is was a tough one to find. It wasn't like a one you'd regularly find in the stores. I remember vividly. That being the case. But well, I what mean, did... I did find it in a store. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you found it in the store. I'm sorry, God. I'm just I don't even know ass. what I'm talking I'm about I'm just being now. a pain in the ass. I know. <laughs> um, what, I know that you prefer the director's cut mm-hmm. to that movie. What about the Natural Born Killers, the director's cut, makes it better? Oh, there are just uh, little extras. There's a point in the movie where um, Mallory shoots a hole through, if I'm not mistaken, it's, uh, what's his face? Um, the guy who plays the warden. Timely Lee Jones. Yeah, 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 Timely Lee Jones. Um, she shoots a, a hole through. Oh, is it his hand or is it Robert Downey Jr.'s? I think it was Robert Downey Jr.'s. She tells him to put his hand out and she just shoots uh, a bullet through his hand. Mm. And in the director's cut, you see through the hole. Mm. In the other one, you don't. So like in the director's cut, you know, the hand... And then there's like a literal hole in like the palm of the hand. Then you yeah. can see the, I guess, I guess it's the Tommy Lee Jones through the hole. Okay. Toward the end where they dismember Tommy Lee Jones. They, they got his head, head on, on the stick. stick. Yeah. You don't see that in the, um, in the original. In the regular version. Like the head on the stick yeah, yeah. thing. That's not in the huh. original. I guess um, I, sometimes I, ha- I have, a, having seen obviously both the regular version and the director's cut, of a lot of different ways, I, I sometimes I confuse the two. I'm like, I don't remember which is which, mm-hmm. and it's all just kind of flows together. It's know? been a really long time since I watched it, so I'm sure God, yeah. there are other parts of the movie that I'm not thinking about. Um, I know that there, I think it's only an extra like seven minutes worth of footage. It's really mm. nothing significant. I remember way back in the day, you used to say that was the only version of the movie that counted. Well, because it it it, it seemed more complete. Mm. I, I always liked the director's cut because it's what the director had envisioned for you know like there's politics in in movies of course you know what i'm saying you can't keep everything in and had they kept what was in the director's cut in the release it would have been rated nc-17 yeah so to keep the the r rating they cut 
um, they cut all that stuff out to keep, to give it an R rating. Yeah. So there's that politics that's involved with it as well. Yeah. I always feel like the director's cut of the movie is what was originally intended without the politics and without the business aspect getting in the way. That's a good way to look at it, yeah. So I, 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 whenever there is a director's cut available, I prefer to watch that. You lean that. into that one. Yeah, because, you know, it just it just seems like it's more what it, what it was supposed to be that rather than what the business people turned it into. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That definitely makes sense. I, uh, looking at it through that way, yes. You know, I know that there are versions of movies where the regular version is good, the director's cut isn't because of that extra, like you said, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's like stuff that just takes away and makes it feel too long yeah. or it kind of, it tweaks oh, it in well. a way that makes it like not unwatchable, but it tweaks in a way that make, doesn't make it nearly as enjoyable. Mm. Even if it is the way the director wanted you to see it or whatever, like it still sometimes, not all the time, sometimes takes away from it. There are times where we, I've watched the regular movie and then watched the director's cut. And sometimes I can't tell the fucking difference. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't, and, and granted, they're not like my favorite movies that, that, that have done it. So I don't know it scene for scene and line for line. But sometimes I'll watch it. I'm like, I don't get it. They both felt like it was a million, like the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. The original movie is really long. The director's cut is longer. But I watch both. I'm like, I don't remember what's right. what. They're both fucking long. Think about Lord of the Rings. I love those movies yeah. still. Mm-hmm. I know that time has come and gone of that being that hyster- like Lord of the Rings is the best hysteria that those three years kind of was contained in mm-hmm. i could still sit and watch from minute one to the you know the first movie to the last minute of the last movie the director's cut we have the direct the, you have like the collector's edition set mm-hmm. where like each movie is like four and a half hours <laughs> so that's the thing those movies are already like three hours long as it is yeah and then you give the director's cut forget it, it and i did that though ever. i did marathon it yeah i did it in college yeah. i did it in college and it was one of those things where i put the movies on and sat on the couch in a living room in college. And like, it was what I started watching during the day, but as the sun went down and I didn't turn the lights on in the, you know, in the room, it was one of those kind of deals. Like, what the fuck? It's so fucking dark in here. It's like seven o'clock at night. It was like winter. And we went to school in like upstate New York near the border of Canada. So it gets really fucking cold and dark there in the winter. And it was kind of, you know, a couple hours passed by. You're into the movie. I'm probably fallen taking three or four naps in between <laughs> and it's really funny like I, where's the who's not turning the lights on around here <laughs> i like when that it's funny when that happens yeah yeah i'm gonna take that as a hint and we're gonna wrap this show up yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna pull the plug so speaking of plugs if you are so inclined you can follow us on instagram at watching horror podcast mm-hmm. where we try to do a post a day about no i don't I don't do a post a day. Mm-hmm. I do one every couple. You should I, do, one should every I day. do one every day? I think you should do one every day. I'll do one every day. I've been doing the, uh, I do most of the social media stuff. So whatever's posted there, you can blame on me. <laughs> or praise you. Not blame. <laughs> praise. I'll, uh, I'll have to keep up with that a bit more. Yes. My you heard it here. It's recorded now. This particular movie will actually have a lot of content to post on Instagram. There's Great. a lot of pictures, a lot of things, a lot of commentary. Okay. Uh, I think that'll actually be more interesting or entertaining than this show <laughs> specifically. So, yeah, if this is a companion piece then. <laughs> if this show wasn't quite to your taste, you can just head over to the uh, Instagram and Christina will <laughs> fill in that void for you with pictures. So you can do that at uh, Watching Horror Podcast on Instagram. And you can uh, reach out to us if you want to see a movie suggestion you'd like us to cover. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
you know, if you'd like us to cover a movie or you'd like to tell us how awesome we are, or how bad we suck, or <laughs> if you think we should quit, you can email us at watchinghorrorpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. We don't do Facebook. We have a Twitter and it's empty. Should I post a Twitter? You can. I really don't see the point, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Honestly, like. Yeah, as you can tell, we're just figuring this out. Yeah. We are literally just blind, just hands out. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what? Blindfolds on. I think it's fun. Pull the curtain back. Yeah. You know? Well, what is everybody a professional? Get the hell out of here. We are definitely not professional. No. No. So that's it for this week. Come back next week and see what we, uh, what Christina Googles and what <laughs> Christina's phone will do to interrupt the show <laughs> and to see if Christina buys a Snuggie. <laughs> not buying a fucking Snuggie. <laughs> Unless I buy you a Snuggie. Anyway. And then you'll see the Instagram post of me outside setting it on fire on our front lawn. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm totally buying a fucking Snuggie now. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go buy a Snuggie. Christina's going to go set a fire pit on the lawn in the front. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next week for another movie that we don't quite know we're going to do yet. Mm. All right. Night, y'all. You hear that, right? Let me out. Let me out. It was when we started sleeping there that 